0: So, are you equal to the challenge to rise up and serve the Lord? Um, we have had <coughs> we have had um, several um, several instructions, I guess I want to say in. in that, in being true, uh, you know, not, not uh, caving to the pressures of the world or um, the allurement of sin and so forth. So let's take heart for God is with us. Um, I've titled this as God's love and that I know is is um not really specific and it's way more than than I am able to um fully speak on actually um it it is um, Inexpoundable is the word I want to say. I'm not sure is that quite right or not. But um, God's love is, is an, a, an endless subject. Um, if you think of the song, um, um, where the ink with ocean filled uh, and the skies of parchment made to write the love of God above, um, can't get the rest of that. But you know what I'm speaking of. So, for me to even attempt to speak of all that is, I can't do it. Um, but I want want to speak on love and. Um, just to go over my outline a little bit, and, and this is maybe about as much for me as for you, just to uh, rivet into my mind the um, the outline of it. The, but the, the first part is the beginning of love, Um, And in that, I want to speak of what love is, and then how we exercise love. Then the second part, where does love stem from? Um, And two main points under that heading. And then the last one, God's love has a direct effect on us. so if we think of the the thing of love, what is its beginning and and what is it um and I would guess that your first thought is that God is love um that is very very familiar to us, and it is. It is true, so if we think of the beginning of love, um God was God is from eternity past so and God is love, so it must always have been it is it is a part of god um but if we get a little more technical about it, I guess um. In searching this out, um, I listened to uh, recordings of several sermons. Um, I I like um, the writings of Charles Spurgeon is is one that I like, and um, I'm I'm confident that what I listened to was just a, a someone else reading a a sermon that was written, a sermon that Charles Spurgeon preached, but in that sermon was a statement that our love is a force sustained by a higher force. So if we think of love as a force, it is a, a, a force that, that goes out from us uh, and that force is sustained by a higher force, which would be the love of God. Um, so, if we refer back to what we just—the um, the question in the Sunday school lesson—should this should the unbeliever be comfortable around a Christian? Um, that that force that God's love is is a that force that the that the ungodly feels coming from the Christian that force is or that feeling is the force that I think we're we're speaking of here. Our love is a force sustained by a higher force that was uh from Charles Spurgeon, and like I've already said, God is love, okay so we are created by God and uh, created in His image, so if God is love, there must be a um, a certain part of us uh, also is, is love or has a capacity to love. Um, um i i had to think of the the studies that have been done i i don't comprehend nearly the depth of it and some would not even agree with it possibly but the i i like the thought of um the the studies that have shown that in every body cell is a a, a something that they can't quite capture and and because of that they've they've named that something as the god particle so I think within that um, we have an incessant need to receive and to give love it, it comes with that God particle. You may think otherwise of the God particle if you want. I just like to think of the God particle as God within us. Um, I just find it interesting to think of it that way. Another article I found Concerning Love, says that love is a set of emotions and behaviors characterized by intimacy, passion, and commitment. It involves care, closeness, protectiveness, attraction, affection, and trust. Um, And we are interested in in something deeper than this, but, but my point is that that love is also uh, a set of emotions. Uh, and for us as humans, love starts in that, in that sense. Um, a small child uh, loves its mother and it's father as well. We, we all know that, okay? And that child has not yet learned of the love of God. It can't help itself. Um, we all were there at one time. In that article it says, uh, love can vary in intensity and can change over time. It is associated with a range of positive emotions including happiness, excitement, life satisfaction, and euphoria. But it can also result in negative emotions, such as jealousy and stress. (coughs) When it comes to love, some people would say it is one of the most important human emotions. Yet, despite being one of the most studied behaviors, it is still the least understood. And there also is why I am not pretending to uh, understand it all or have a, a complete study of it. Um, for example, researchers debate whether love is a biological or a cultural phenomenon. Love is most likely influenced by both biology and culture. Although hormones and biology are important, the way we express and experience love is also influenced by our personal conceptions of love. So, I say that is the the beginning of love, is as an emotion. um, But even so, that that emotion is of God. uh, Because we can't produce it if we think again of a small child, the child can't produce it, neither can it prevent it. So it it must be a a part of our creation coming from God. Um, We quickly grow away from that though and uh, are taught to love by choice rather than by emotion only and then once we are born again we love because of God's love in our heart and that is that is what we want to get to but um, just I don't know that's that's what came out of my studying I guess so how do we exercise love and Um, Again from an article I found, it's been uh, several weeks that I started this study and I forget where I got each of these items but this was just from an an article that I came across, Um, there is no single way to practice love, every relationship is unique and each person brings their own history and needs. Some things that you can do to show love to the people you care about include being willing to be vulnerable. Um, Vulnerable is a little more serious than than I normally think of it. Um, What I found in the dictionary was to to be open to to being attacked or damaged, you know, actually suffering, which takes our minds to Christ. Christ was willing to to suffer. Um, you know, the the ridicule and and the opposition that he suffered uh, and then the the scourgings, the mocking, and then finally uh, death on the cross. He was willing to, uh, to accept that because of his love for us. And, and we want to make that personal. Okay, so another way is to, to be willing to forgive. And there again, Christ is our model. Another way that we can show love to people is to do your best and be willing to apologize when you make mistakes. Let them know that you care. Listen to what they have to say. So, listening is a way of showing love. Prioritize spending time with the other person. Reciprocate loving gestures and acts of kindness. Recognize and acknowledge their good qualities. Share things about yourself. Show affection. Make it unconditional. I'll spare you the answer, but have you been hit? I have. I fail in so, in some of these things. I I know I do. So, let's. Uh, I need to step up and and be more loving, uh, display more, or share more love. I. Um, if we think of examples in the Bible, uh, examples that we can. Uh, see love in action in, in Bible characters. Um, I, I don't have many. I suppose there would be many more. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but the first one I listed here is is uh, David and Jonathan. Um, very early in their acquaintance, they bonded and um, it, the Bible tells us that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And this was very soon after that David had killed Goliath, if, if I have that right. Um, and Jonathan's love for David was such that he gave him his it says his robe and his garments uh, even unto the his sword and his bow so it, it actually says that he stripped himself of his robe and his garments, and then it especially mentioned um, his sword and his bow he he gave all that to David um, just a a display of his love for him and and then, if we think of of later years um uh was not Jonathan killed in battle I believe, and after David was king, Jonathan's son came to him uh, Mephibosheth, i believe was his name he was crippled and and uh, David told him to. Eat at his table and gave him a a large inheritance. That was, um, there we can see David's love for Jonathan. And um, that's one example. Israel and his son Joseph, we know how uh, Israel loved Joseph, uh, actually favored him, which You know that I always think that uh, his favoritism there um, ended up in in much strife for his sons Um, again referring back to Sunday school you know how can parents uh, what can parents do that would cause their child to be troubled or whatever I I think that is um, That would be one, or one um, instance where, you know, favoritism actually brought negatives with it. We see that uh, love between Joseph and Mary. um, The fact that. He did not want to bring shame to Mary, but thought of just secretly leaving her, uh, but then was shown that that it's okay. So, he accepted it. He continued loving Mary. Uh, Mary and Martha, uh, their love for Jesus, Jesus' love to them, uh John the disciple he was often referred to um the one whom Jesus loved or however that was uh, lay on his breast at the last supper and then the last example I have is uh jesus and and the woman taken in idolatry in adultery, if I say that correctly um you know he did not rant at her, scold her. Um, He just forgave her, told her, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. Um, I love that example because it it is an example of how Jesus sees us, relates to us, He loves us, forgives us, but he asks us to sin no more. Okay, so, <clears throat> where does love stem from? And and I've already mentioned some of this, but, um, you know, I do believe that, that, uh, we naturally do acquire a form of love, um, and, and like I've already said, because that we are created by God, and the fact that God is love, we can't help but to have um, a a sense of love built w- into us. Um, we're we're designed to to love and to be loved. Um, in in that sense, we uh, love stems from just just naturally, just the way that we are born and and all that. But it is also developed by example um we um, as as we observe a baby um it is very very much um taught by example and and you know the as a child learns to relate lovingly as it is loving, lovingly related to. Um, and just to, to make that point, I guess, um, animals Respond to love, and and return uh, affection uh, for the love that they have received. So, it it is taught by example, you know, that the animal that is never loved will not be returning love to you. okay so the the second point in where does love stem from is love is we we have love by divine provision um, and to me this is this is now the important part of of what I wanted to share um, starting with the fact that that God is love, and and turning to some scripture um, in in proving that God is love. So, um, 1 John 4, um, several verses there. Ye are of God, little children, this is starting in verse 4 of 1 John 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent us. And sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we, that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit and we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world whosoever shall confess that jesus is the son of god god dwelleth in him and he in god and we have known and believed the love that god hath to us god is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. A very beautiful uh, scripture there, uh, and just showing us that that um, the the love we are interested in comes from God. He. As we respond to his love, he dwells within us and therefore uh, fills our hearts with love and, and enables us to, to share that love. Um, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Um, if we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. So think of that. God's love is is perfected in the process of Him pouring it into our hearts and us sharing it with those around us. So if, if if we think of, God is love, what is that saying to us? It is, it is more than, than saying God loves us, um, or that love is one of the many attributes of God. He is love. Um, we've heard say, and I don't agree. It's just just a, a statement that is often used. God is the very essence of love. And, and what are we really saying when we use that word essence? Um, I found that quite interesting. Um, the word essence means that which makes a thing what it is. So, God is the one that makes love, love, right? God is the very essence of love. So, God is the thing that makes love what it is. God is the one that makes love, love. Again, back to uh, Charles Spurgeon's uh, message. Um, Our love is a force sustained by a higher force. Our love is a force. If you truly love God, you will feel it deep within you. It is a force that comforts and encourages us. Out of love to God, we feel that we can even dare the devil to do his worst against us. When love fills up, comp- fills us up completely, it makes us courageous. Love to God also constrains us. Um, there was much more in that sermon, but um, I condensed that to. To this, because of God's love, we do things that we would not choose. Let me try that again. Because of God's love, we do things that we would not choose to do on our own, and leave undone the things we once wanted to do. And that that uh, parallels what Paul said: um, the things that I would I. I do not, and the things that I would not, I do. Um, okay, so back to Spurgeon's words: um, out of love to God, we feel that we can even dare the devil to do his worst against us. Um, I guess I would hesitate to say it that way, but because I do not, I do not think that we should dare the devil. But, I want to point out that he said, we feel that we could. I want to say, if we love the Lord with all our heart and all our soul, and all our mind, we do not need to fear what the devil will do to us because of God's love in our hearts. Um, another sermon I listened to was given by uh, David Jeremiah. He says, God's love for us is uncaused. Now, we're speaking of, of God's love to us personally. It is uncaused, unprompted, it's uninfluenced, it's free, it's spontaneous. There is nothing There is nothing new we can do to cause God to love us. And there is nothing we can do to prevent him from loving us. Okay. God is love. He loves the sinner as well as the saint. There's nothing we can do to cause God to love us. He loves us anyway. And there's nothing we can do to prevent him from loving us, because he loves a sinner. Nothing you will ever do, continuation of, of Dr. David Jeremiah's sermon, nothing you will ever do could make God love you more than he loves you right now, not greater achievement not greater beauty, not wider recognition, not even greater levels of spirituality and obedience. Nothing you have ever done could make God love you any less. Not any sin, not any failure, not any guilt, not any regret. God loves you. He always has and he always will. Praise God. Where would we be without His love? Again, words from Charles Spurgeon's sermon. Hard is the heart that does not feel some sweet affection move within whenever the love of Christ is proclaimed. Yet, We must not try to make ourselves love the Lord, but simply look to Christ's love first for His love to us. But simply look to Christ's love first, for His love to us will create in us love to Him. I know that some of you are greatly distressed because you cannot love Christ as much as you would like to do, and you keep on fretting because it is so. Now just forget your own love to him and think of his great love to you. Then immediately your love will come to something more like you, like that you would desire it to be. Those are powerful words in my mind. Um, and... I guess it, it pains me if I, if I think back to things that were taught to us and compare that with, with this last statement. Now, just forget your own love to Him and think of his great love for you. I know that there are times when we don't feel very loving and we don't like that feeling. But let's not focus on that. Think of of God's love for You. Again, um, there is nothing you can do to to cause... There is nothing we can do to cause God to love us. And there is nothing we can do to prevent Him from loving us. Let's think on that instead of our lack of loving Him. Okay, Ephesians 1, 3 and 4. Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world. Can we imagine? It's beyond my comprehension, but this is what the Bible is telling us, that God chose us before He ever created the world. Before He ever created man, He loved us says He chose us. Um, does that not speak of His great love to us? Another example we find in the Bible of um, Paul's expression. Um, many times he says, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he does not use the word love here. But there is love in, in grace and peace. And he acknowledges that it comes from our Father. Just that point there. First John 3, 1 John 3.1 Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. As unworthy as we are, uh, God's love is so that he accepts us and calls us his sons. Psalms 139 is a um, a nice passage of, of speaking of God and uh, it may not mention love, but it... Um, It speaks of him, um, I'll just read it, I'm not sure, verses 4 through 11 of Psalms 139. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is high, I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. If I take the wings in the, of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me." So we really can't escape, should we try, from God's love. This brings us to the last portion of this, and I want it to be done by now. God's love has a direct effect on us. Um, in John 3, verse 1 Now, before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Um, and I just. I want to take that personally. I want you to take it personally as well. Having loved his own, which were in the world, who lived on planet Earth at that time, he loved them unto the end. He does the same for us. He will love us unto to our end, unto into all eternity. Romans five eight. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Okay? We would hardly die for someone else. I mean, we would hardly offer to, to die for someone with a death penalty. We would hardly do that. It would have to be a very dear friend before we would even consider it. But God commendeth his love toward us that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. What a display of love. Psalms 103:15. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's. <clears throat> the what stands out to me here is, is uh, these two lines. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Just shows us again God's love to us. Ephesians 2, 1 to 5, Paul says, and I paraphrase this, um, Christ has brought back to life you who were dead in trespasses and sins. We can relate to that. In your past, you lived in the way of the world, according to the devil, in the same spirit that causes people to live in disobedience. We all had our time of living in sin, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and our minds, and were by nature the children of wrath, just like others. And again, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has given us a new life in Christ, by grace ye are saved, and has raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, so <clears throat> I think I' will leave it there, um, just to recap some of the, the highlights or, you know, God is love, and I am made in His image. He lives in my heart. Thus I will live in, I will love others in the manner he loves me. God is the one that makes love, love. Nothing we do makes God love us more or love us less. And then this one, forget about your love to God and bask in his great love for you. God loves you He always has and He always will So let's make that let's make that personal and think of that God loves me He always has He always will. <clears throat> to drive that home, I would like for you to to um, repeat that with me. We've got three short phrases. God loves me. He always has. And he always will. Okay? God loves me. He always has. He always will. Let's kneel for prayer.